Welcome to the Code Life Podcast with me, Carl Beach, and my great mate, Nathan Blackaby. Hello, man. <coughs> he never leaves the seat up. He never leaves the seat up, or wet towels upon the floor. The toothpaste has a lid on, and he always shuts the door. She's very clean and tidy, though she may sometimes delude. Leave your things out at your peril in a second they'll have moved. He's a very active person, as are all his next of kin. Whereas she likes lazy days, he will still drag her to the gym. He romances her and dines her, home-cooked dinners and the like. He even knows her favourite food and spoils her day and night. She's thoughtful when he looks at her and smile upon his face. Will he look that good in 50 years when his dentures aren't in place? He says he loves her figure and her mental prowess too. But when gravity takes over, will she still charm with her IQ? <laughs> <laughs> she says she loves his kindness and his patience is a must. And of course she thinks he's handsome, which in her eyes is a plus. They're both not wholly perfect, but who are we to judge? He can be pig-headed, whereas she won't even budge. And all that's said and done, they love the time they spent together. And I hope, I'm sure you do, that this fine day will last forever. It's a classic wedding poem, this. Nice. He'll be more than just a husband. He'll also be a friend. He'll also be more than just his wife. She'll be his soulmate till the end. And that was an anonymous poem called He Never Leaves the Seat Up. Mm. And I'm reading that yeah. because... Today, on this recording day, my friend, yes. I'm celebrating 25 years of marriage. Come on. That's amazing. Quarter of a century. We've been together 29. Meta. Yeah. Karen at Emerson Park Evangelical Chapel, mm. where on I was told she only goes out with Christians, and I tried to fake a conversion. <laughs> <laughs> so I could ask her out for dinner. Yeah. Didn't work so I for it. So I only go out with boys who met Jesus, and mm. so I definitely met him once. I'm <laughs> <was> sure of it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so there we are. Married on this day, 1994. Wow. And uh, 1994. Now, yeah, and now I've got a 20 year old and a nearly 19 year old. Uh, empty nested, dog's nearly dead, cat's nearly <laughs> had it. And. Uh, Big that change, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we're empty nesting, and basically, I think a lot of people struggle when it comes to the empty nesting thing. But we're like, let's go to Florida. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dog's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, flick, you know, it's getting on. Flick. Yeah, oh, poor old dog. Yeah. Um. So we thought, didn't we? It'd be an yeah. interesting one to explore marriage. 25 years. Yeah, we thought we'd have a free-roaming conversation around marriage and reflect on it. Mm. I think we're probably done, are we? <laughs> cool, that hit it. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Good podcast, so, good energy. Yeah. Um, well, it is a question, isn't it, with, with two out of three marriages failing? Yeah. Um, you know, me and Karen went into the bank. I opened a... You know, I'm self-employed and... Uh, Open a new business account. Yeah. And taking Karen's details. And said, oh, how long have you been married? And I said, been married um, 20, 24 years at the time. 
And uh, she said, "Oh, that's 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 a that's a long time." The the cashier, but the the personal the bank. banker person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was just, she was shocked. She, she's not coming across many people of my age. Mm. Um, for the record, I'm forty seven. Mm. Who've been married twenty five years? Because most people are not making it that long. I can tell you why that is. Go for it. A report published in early 2017 by the Social Trends Institute, a US think tank, found that Britain has the highest rate of family instability in the entire developed world. Family instability? Yeah. Three out of five children born to unmarried parents experience family breakdown before they reach their teenage years. That's worse than in America, where the equivalent figure is just under half. It's worse than anywhere in Europe. In Belgium, for example, the figure is one in six. In Spain, it's one in 16. Wow. Yeah. Three out of five children born to unmarried parents. So family breakdown's a big thing, mate. Yeah. So let's, let's think. Uh, how long have you been married? Uh, 18 years. Yeah, that's a long old, that's a long old time. So here's what I learned mm. uh, so far. Um, no particular order. Yeah. What are we getting here? Nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. You change at different times in different ways and you you have to wait for each other. Yeah. You, you, your personality is fluid. Interests change. Mm. Beliefs change. Mm. You know, how you, you know, as a Christian couple even, mm. Mm. how you view and perceive the Bible, yeah. your views on church will change. Your views on how you handle things with the kids, if you have any, will change. Your yeah. career paths will change. Things that you used to find funny together, they won't find funny anymore. Mm. The things that you liked eating will change. Mm. Yeah, and, and you cannot base your relationship just on those things. You have to be patient with each other. Do you think that's why people get into trouble in marriages? Because they make it a contract, not a covenant. Mm. The contract's like, well, when we signed on the dotted line, when we signed the book, it was on the basis that I like the way you are now. Mm. <clears throat> and that's not working out now, so I'll just, I'm going to, I'll start, I have another one, thanks. Mm. It's a covenant. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, till death do you part. You journey it out. Mm. So, Can yeah. I pick up on that point, mm. just quickly, on covenants? Uh, it's quite an interesting thing because it's a different way of looking at a, a marriage foundation uh, and this comes out in one of the books we've got available seven reasons your church needs more men and um, been produced by cvm and engage mm-hmm. um and interestingly one of the uh, contributors in this adrian chatfield he writes about a covenant language in marriage yeah um and and just to just to pick up what you were saying he says a covenant is significant because it's a pledge a promise or a commitment it's the sealing of that commitment, both sworn or with a letter. There's terms. Yeah. There's an underlying conditions, but there's also the blessings and rewards or the intended outcomes of the covenant. Yeah. And he looks at it like as a biblical covenant, there's loads. It's God's move towards people. And I just wanted to define covenant in case people are like, well, what does that mean in a marriage? Because uh, it is significant that. And it is based on, I love where you are now, but it's actually, there's a deeper promise here. Yeah. Definitely. That, that allows for that flexibility so, in. Patience is required. Yeah. Wait for each other. Um, don't base your marriage 
on your kids base your marriage on each other mm. so what do I mean by that what I mean is Karen and I have always made space every year to be together as a married couple mm. get away for a bit couple of days even though we live many miles from our parents we found a way to make that work for the earliest opportunity because yeah. a lot of people struggle when the kids leave home mm. because their whole marriage was defined by the fact that they had children yeah. a lot of marriages break up during pregnancy actually which we'll come on to in a moment mm. and when the kids leave mm. it's a big number of people divorcing their 50s and 60s once the kids are left um, you've got to put your, your marriage before your kids mm. actually mm. you have to uh, that's what I believe. Mm. Not everyone does that. Hard to do in practice, isn't it, with younger kids? Because the, the the whole sort of family is always. But in the ideology, the, your yeah, ideology, yeah, yeah. make it, yeah, and prioritize it. Yeah. You know, um, or you will grow apart. Yeah. Um, do not internalize conflict. Get it out there. Mm. Mm. I've met people who either. I mean, some people are volcanic, and some people just like simmer under yeah. the surface. But yeah address the issues be secure enough to address the issues because if you don't you'll end up you'll end up cohabiting in a space mm. but have no intimacy or connection yeah, yeah, yeah you'll just coexist and it's worth saying if people are struggling with that one in particular then then organizations like relate yeah are, are amazing yeah christian mm. counseling for families yeah very important sacrifice mm. Husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. Mm. Now, <clears throat> Colossians three. Yeah, we opened it, didn't we? As we were starting to think about this one. Now, Christ loved the church by laying his life down. Yeah. So I always say to fellas, is you know, be first to apologise, mm. or ask for forgiveness. Mm. Take the hit. Mm. Carry responsibility. Be 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 the thorns on the stem of a rose, you know. Take be the ugly bit that mm. does all the protects horrible the, stuff. I think so. I, and this is not talking about misogyny. This no. is this is talking about laying your life down. Mm. In fact, lay your lives down for each other. But I'm talking to the men here. Lay your life down mm. for your missus. Yeah, in 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 a nurture that state of mind, doesn't it? That actually, mm. I'll put her first in everything I can. Yeah, and the most her up and cherished thing in your life, and that's not that's not some weird twist of chivalry, yeah. is it? It's not like I'll open the no. door for you. It's deeper than that. Yeah, much deeper than that. Yeah. Take a hit. Yeah, and don't lay it on her when you are. Don't 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 go on about it. Just mm. do it, and mm. don't worry about getting acknowledged and stuff. Just just do it. You have you have to be quite selfless in a marriage, don't you? And especially yeah. parenting, because mm. you're always putting the kids first. Yeah. Next thing, um, love language is real. Mm. See, Karen's love language. Mm. Well, listen, my love language. Go on. Karen makes me a cup of tea. Yeah. I've done off that for a month. If she acknowledges me, mm. hello, Carl. Mm. I'm like, well, I'm honestly, I'm made up. Yeah. Karen's love language, renovate a whole house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally unfair. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's the way it is. Yeah. Now, Karen's natural instinct is not to acknowledge me <laughs> or make me a cup of tea, <laughs> which she knows I love it. My natural instinct is to hate DIY. Yeah. But, I, I, you no, know, I've been improving my house for 10 years. It looks beautiful, mate. Thank you, mate. I paid a few fellas. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, 
yeah. they are real. Love languages are real. Love languages, real. and and you can get it really badly wrong. Actually, mm. I think you you can you can misinterpret and maybe not prioritize because for, for in our dynamic for Jen, it's quality time, sitting, listening, mm. and being present, and phone down. Yeah, phone down, phone off. Phone you off. know, and that's the challenge because often they're they're not the same communication or love language that you've got do you know what yeah. i mean so it's not your default to do you for me i i don't necessarily want someone to sit and listen to me for a while like, i don't that wouldn't be the way i understand yeah. love it's like you it's, it's physical acts of demonstrating that love let's talk about the realities of not always fancying each other mm. now you do get some people who say always oh, fancy my missus mm. always or mm. you know reality is mm. There's a difference between loving someone and being in love. Mm. And yeah, uh, there is. Yeah, definitely. Now, I am sitting here today and just come out from a bit of breakfast with Karen on yeah. our 25th. I had, a, I had a, what they call the pan in the Hunlope Arms. Mate, ba- baked egg in a skillet oh. with trezo. Chalitha. <laughs> 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 uh, sun dried tomatoes and, oh, and it, like you know, sourdough bread, oh, amazing. But washed down with an Americano. And we did a little chat you know, mm. while we were there. Mm. And I said to her, I'm still in love with you. Like today, I'm in love with you. And she, mm. she said, I'm in love with you too, which is, a, you know, relief. Mm. Um, but can I hand on heart say every day of our 25 years, I've been in love, in love mm. with my wife? I think Karen and I would say there'd be moments when we deeply frustrated each other mm. or we got a bit too out of shape mm. or mm. We weren't sexually attracted mm. to each other in seasons. Yeah, You've yeah. got to be honest about that. Yeah. And you can really hurt each other as well. Yes. And that drives away re- attraction and it desire. It can. But it's a covenant and it's yeah. long term and yeah. you can recover the ground. The reason yeah. I'm saying this is it's very honest. Yeah, you yeah. can recover the ground. I'm here today, yeah. 47, 25 years married, in love with my wife, and she's in love with me. Has yeah. it always been that way? There's been some tough times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've chosen a tough journey, yeah. pioneering all these years. Yeah. Been under a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. under financial pressure, all sorts of stuff, because that's the nature of being a pioneer. Yeah. And we've chosen a state of being in combat, yeah. really for for Christ yeah, as a gospel and stuff yeah yeah and uh, and that has an effect it can have an effect on your sex drive it can have an effect on your stress levels all of that yeah yeah um but it's a, it's a long term thing yeah you don't quit yeah. so if you're if you're sitting there thinking i'm not in love with my wife today you mm. can get that back mm. that can come back and god mm. can bring that back yeah, you yeah. Know, you're committed to prayer yeah yeah. But you got to be honest about it. Got to be honest. Got to be real. You you got, you got to acknowledge that's the emotion at this moment. That's the yeah, feeling. I think and so. I want it to be different. Yeah. And, and don't be it. afraid to get help or no, prayer. No, that's right, mate. Yeah, you need right. it. Be vulnerable. Because we uh, we do we are advocates for Christian marriage, aren't we, mate? We really are. Like, yeah. It's my desire, unashamedly, for each of my kids. Mm. You know, my girls that they find a Christian bloke who loves them. Yeah. And for my son, finds a Christian woman who loves the Lord. And yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I prayed for and do pray for my girls since before they were born yeah. that they would find these things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next tip: mm. have a row. Yeah, got a row. Mm. It's all right. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. There are moments, though, I think, when... You've got to release the pressure. You've got to release the pressure, but I do think... I don't mean shouting and ranting. No, no. But I think there is a knife edge there where where we can be toxic sometimes. And actually, (laughs) I think sometimes it's good to to take that frustration to the Lord sometimes Mm. and not to your wife. Mm. I think. Because you can rouse stuff out and it clears the air. It's like a thunderstorm. You've got to clear the air. You've got to clear the air. But sometimes I do think you can... You can. Yeah, but that's, those are those things that are about you. Yeah. When it's about you, you before you have a row, yeah. you've got to get your head straight. Yeah, exactly. You've got to, you've got to look. Things exactly. are going to escalate. You are going to have a row. Yeah. You've got to clear the air. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. You've got, yeah, you've got to talk tip. it out. I'm not tip. talking about ranting and shouting and no, screaming. No, no, no. I'm talking about have a disagreement. Yeah. Clear the air. Yeah. Sit down maturely about it. Yeah. Talk it through. Because there is... Stomping around. Yeah. If you're going to stomp around, then you've got to walk. You've got to get out of there. You don't Because do you, can, you can stomp around, can't you? If, if they've don't sulk. Yeah, it's, that's it. Yeah, they said something that hurt you and you sulk about it. Yeah. It, and often that conversation will come about by them saying, are you all right? Have I, have I said something wrong? I mean, that's a perfect opener and it's actually, yeah, I, I'm sulking because this it's upset me. Yeah. Next tip. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to remove yourself <laughs> from the environment. <laughs> yeah. Extraction. A hot extraction. Yeah. And uh, it's just sensible. Yeah. Sometimes if your head's not right, your wife's head's not right. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm not talking about every night going to sit down in a pub. What I'm saying is go for a walk. Yeah. Get down to the gym, smash some weights. Take out of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah walk, walk, sometimes you just got to walk away. I, I used to dwell at pools. If I've had a pressure day and I know I'm about to open the door and there's chaos, there's busyness, there's kids, there's all the, you know. Yeah. I'd actually stand by the door and just take a few breaths. you got to. to compose my head and go in without all that luggage and Going rubbish the hot zone. that you put on it's like a hot landing zone it's a hot, it's a hot LZ <laughs> 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 but you've got to dwell a pause you've got to have yeah, a moment yeah, a prayer I, yeah, for me it's a prayer it's like Lord focus me here dear use your commute that's I want to love me kids go in love me wife you know yeah because yeah. we carry the day into the home it don't help yeah always it will not always it don't help mm. I've got a tip be kind. Mm. Say kind things. Do kind things. Mm. Be gentle. Kind Gentleness is home. a big one. It's going to yeah. be one of mine. You're gentle. In the home. It's good for a man to be gentle. I think Tender, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I don't like, you know what I don't like seeing mm. is men who are emotionally controlling or dominating their wives. Yeah. Or, or, or wives and husbands who are saying neggy things about each other to their friends oh he's always like that oh, I hate it Wait, and speak with honour about each other when they're in the same room yeah, don't be people. dishonourable you're yeah. being dishonourable yeah. speak your them up love them up yeah you'll never hear me say a bad word about my wife no I mean the mother-in-law that's different that. <laughs> 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 but that's what that's it's about job. it's honouring yes uh, you, uh, you never you, you, let me say a bad word uh, and, and certainly not one of down publicly but I watch fellas do it mm. don't do it mm. do you know what it sounds to me when, when I watch a man publicly run his wife down mm. or correct her publicly mm. I just think you silly little boy mm. you're acting like a little boy naughty little boy that's what mm. I think mm. it's, it's just cruel and horrible mm. don't do it it's so demeaning 
And equally, of course, wives can do that to their husbands. Yeah. But speak with each other, speak of each other and around each other with integrity and honour and build mm. each other up. Mm. Only say what is good and builds each other up. There's loads uh, There's loads there, mate, in there. Because like, it's, it's almost like a jar that you need filling up. And, and often those compliments or those words of affirmation or those moments of kindness, yeah. they fill up that jar that needs filling yeah. up that day. But if you're starved of that, and I know a lot of blokes are, then you start, you get a bit of attention from someone else and it fills up that jar. Yeah, Do you know right. what I mean? That's right, mate. And, and I think one of the aspects we've got to focus on as well for marriages is how we protect them. And I remember some sort of guy said to me, he deliberately makes himself undesirable to other, other women. So, like, he won't, he'll say goofy things around them, or he won't be suave and smooth. Or what me and Karen do is we have barriers. Mm. We don't put ourselves in compromising positions, situations. Mm. We don't, I don't act like a geeky, goofy bloke. No. But I don't let, I don't let, uh, this is just my thing yeah, yeah. I mean you know I don't let women get too close and Karen doesn't get too close to blokes that's hmm. just, so, just so what I do so in like a private conversation with another woman you'd be very guarded in that environment 100% let, and uh, I don't get in, yeah I don't get drawn out into long protracted online chats yeah um, like whatsapp so chats or messenger like anything yeah like I mean that. you know professional ones like around workers are fine yeah but um but friendship building ones. Yeah, I just don't, I just yeah. don't go there. Or I'd involve Karen in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm... You've got to guard against that stuff. That's a real... Yeah, and it becomes instincts over time. Yeah, yeah. But I think, to be honest, I've got quite a grumpy demeanour and that does, that does help. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a real thing for, for marriage. But I talk about my wife a lot and, mm. you know, and... Uh, someone actually got in touch with Karen recently. I remember you saying about this, yeah. Yeah, uh, via my Facebook to say, wrote this long letter to Karen about how she never met her, that Karen she? was um, a role model, and yeah, even though yeah. she never met her, because of the way her husband speaks about her. Yeah. She said, what is this woman doing hmm. that her husband must speak about hmm. her like that? Hmm. Which is quite interesting. Yeah. So, they, but these are ways of sending positive signals out about your marriage mm. and protecting your marriage. But yeah. you, you, you want a reputation for speaking well of your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, if you if you're a fellow who's not been, you put it right today. Yeah, yeah. You can turn that around. You can t you can make a decision to turn all that around. Mm. Mm. Um, and it is habit forming as well. It sounds a bit cold, but I think for some blokes, showing emotion towards their wife or or you know, being aware of their love language and, yeah. and meeting the needs that their wife's got, it mm. might be for a while a bit of a habit that you've got to form. Yeah. It might be as cold as that. Like, actually, mm. I need to say words of affirmation and these are the ones I'm going to say. And that sounds a bit prescriptive, but yeah. over time, that becomes a f yeah. an expression that's genuine. Yeah. Uh, I think it's important. And uh, sex. Uh-oh, he's gone there. Well. Uh, we don't talk about that, mate, with Christians. Yeah. Well, God invented sex. And he wants Christian couples to have great sex. And I think great sex is found in the constructs of a marriage. Yeah. Uh, that's what I believe. Yeah. And you will have great sex coming out of a committed, faithful marriage. Mm. Uh, and the Bible does say don't deprive each other of sex. Yeah. Um, so if, you, if you're not getting it, you've you got to talk about it. You've got to talk about it. Why, why is it not happening? Yeah. Where's the you blockage? Got, yeah, because you will end up 
uh, potentially wandering. Yeah. Um, well, even to porn, isn't it? That's probably yeah. the first place, fellas. Go. It is, yeah, and it is that is the intimacy killer, right? I yeah. mean, that, that is the killer. Porn is the ultimate killer of great oh, yeah. sex. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, this is not a. This is we could go on a lot about this subject, or maybe we ought to take a whole podcast. On yeah, this we at could some do that. Point, I yeah, think. we could do that. Um, but but yeah, uh, if it's if it's not going as it should be, yeah, you sit down and talk about it. Mm. I think in a marriage there shouldn't be things you can't talk about. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's an interesting... One flesh. Yeah, yeah. And that's an interesting moment to sit down and say, what do you enjoy about sex or what do you want it to be like? Yeah. And that's quite a, a weird conversation to have. Yeah. But some couples will be doing that all the time, but for others it'll be weird. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, we don't talk about it, we just yeah, do and, it. Yeah, and Christians can be quite bound up on this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And others less so. Yeah. Yeah, mm. but you know, uh, as a pastor for many years, it, it has been at the root of a lot of issues mm. for fellas. Mm. When I've I've come across Christian couples where where interest has gone completely yeah. once the kids have been born. Yeah, and it's fair to say I said I was going to talk about this. A massive point of vulnerability for men is when their wives are pregnant. Or in, and or in the early stages of a baby's hmm. life, hmm. Uh, post uh, delivery, because the, the mum's the the mum's body's undergone significant trauma. Yep. Uh, mm. The baby's demanding huge attention. Yeah. You are not, fellas, going to be getting loads of sex hmm. for a year or more, <laughs> yeah. minimum. Deal with it before and after. Yeah. Lay your life down. Yeah, Man yeah, up. Yeah, Deal with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, That's don't a reality. Moan. Yeah, it's a reality. Deal with it. It's, yeah. it's as it as it is. Yeah, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Deal with it. You know, don't. You know, you are not going to be having a massively active sex life. Yeah. In a latter stages of pregnancy and post birth. Hmm. Fact. Yeah. But I think if guys know that, yeah. you prepare for it. Yeah. So you keep your heart straight. That's it. Don't you? Yeah. And and moments of temptation that come in don't push you off the track you know yeah you are going to get tempted oh, you yeah. kill it oh, yeah. you kill it kill it fast yeah there's always an exit door it's a tough mate this is a tough time so we've got three kids and it was a tough time on Jen like on her body physically for months afterwards you know mm. breastfeeding recovering yeah, yeah. she doesn't feel it's like traumatic. her body's yeah. her own do you know what I mean she's yeah, like yeah. a machine just so it's tough on them really tough well and you're just exhausted aren't you yeah yeah. Yeah. Screaming baby's not really conducive for a romantic environment, is it, mate? On that note, mm. do you know what we discovered? Um, and this, this bit of advice is going to change someone's life. Go on. We discovered that if we put on a hairdryer mm. next to a screaming baby, go right off to sleep. Less than a minute. Really? Yeah. <laughs> baby goes, Just donk. white noise. <laughs> donk. Mate, a hoover a or a hairdryer. What? I was actually going to invent... A sleep machine, which has basically got a hairdryer engine in it, <laughs> and it'd all be like pink and look good. Yeah, you press the button, <laughs> donk, baby's gone. <laughs> yeah, all these parents like putting their kids in a car, driving yeah, around yeah, three. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hairdryer, hairdryer on the floor, bang it on, setting three. Cold or hot setting? Cold setting. Cold. Save, save it, lucky Bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> donk. Turn it off. Go to yeah. sleep. Dyson. 
Dyson. Really? Don't. There are other brands of hairdryer. That is the Dyson upright. <laughs> That's a Hoover then. Yeah. You're saying hairdryer. Hairdryer or Hoover. Oh, okay. All right. No, it's not a Hoover. That's a man. It's uh, a vacuum uh, cleaner. Uh, Henry Hoover. Wait, the whole house. Up. I love my Henry. That's the best Hoover you can buy. It is. We got don't, Henry. Don't be fooled by these Magnus no. Dysons. I'm you want to go for a Henry? Ninety-nine pound. Little eyes on it. Little bag. If you look at industry cleaners, all what do they, they use? all use a Henry. They don't touch Dyson. No, and like, I've got a dog, German Shepherd dog. I've got a dog. Yeah. Sorts it out. Picks the dog hairs. Picks up. the dog hairs and a dog. <laughs> I've had no problems with me Henry. You won't. I've had it years. You won't have any problems. Yeah. Proper job. You can bang it about. Oh, he takes a beating. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Sometimes I walk past and just kick it because yeah. I can. Henry, get Henry, back. get back in your box. Shut <laughs> your mouth, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Who's anyway, there you go. Twenty-five years. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Thank you, mate. I'm going to get a curry in tonight because we're a bit busy at the moment. Yeah. So uh, just get a cope. And uh, my old mate Arthur White yeah. from Tough Talk, he yeah. sent me a bottle of English champagne. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so. Um, lovely. I'll be enjoying that tonight. I'll send him a little photo. Good old Arthur. And yeah. and we didn't say, but spiritually, any tips to keep the spiritual temperature high between you as a couple? You've got to wait for each other on that too, haven't you? But you pray for each other. Pray, pray together. together. Make church a priority together. Yeah. Jesus front and centre of it. That, mate, just talk Jesus, isn't it? Mm. But there have been times, you know, my faith is Wayne, times Karen's faith is Wayne, but we've always kept Christ at the centre of it. Yeah. And right. for our kids, and they both love the Lord, my yeah, kids. Yes, praise the Lord. Man. Yeah, because we put him first. So. Mm. Nice. Great. Thanks for joining us.